from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Good morning, everybody. It's Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. I'm Michelle. And this is Mark. And we're here today with... This is going to be an interesting introduction because I'm not really clear who you guys are, Trevor and Amy. We've got Trevor and Amy. Mary. Amy. Oh. It's Mary. <laughs> and we don't stop. But we teach the professionalism at a level that you can step over. So go ahead. <laughs> Trevor and Mary. All we know is that you have a tiny house on a big piece of land and you're surrounded by a bunch of animals. Are we? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. We uh, we're here in Spring Valley, Ohio, which is just located uh, outside Dayton, Ohio. Uh, we're on a five-acre farm, and we live in conjunction with Wild Again Animal Rescue. So uh, it gets pretty interesting here on the daily. That's for sure. On the daily, awesome. Nice. On the daily, yeah. we're gonna get, you can write that one down. We gotta yeah. use that one. I know it, right? <laughs> so make sure you throw up your fingers when you do that. <laughs> For the listeners um, who can't see. Um, okay, so so you're on a you're on a rescue animal uh, preserve type of thing, but you also are stars. Is that correct? You've been on TV about your tiny. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't call us stars, but yeah, we were on um, HGTV's um, Tiny House Big Living on one of their episodes. Where they showcased our house and the build and everything. And since then, that's uh, that's led to uh, Fox Business News, all of our local news channels, um, a few European websites, and uh, it just sort of took off. And we didn't really know where to take it or where we were heading, but we're just along for the ride, and we want to show people about you know living tiny, just as you guys all know. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, actually, two of us don't know. Because we don't, don't, we don't live in tiny houses. Um, <laughs> but you're still involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah we still, are. Yeah. So, so, so how has your life changed as a result of all this starlet-dumb? Starlet-dumb. Um, we have, what? I mean, we just have less stuff. We have less stuff to deal with. Less crap to pick up. Um, yeah. People now, like, we'll be out walking. They'll be like, hey, you guys were on that tiny house show. You guys have a tiny house thing, don't you? And we're like... <laughs> Yeah, we do. And they're like, that's that's cool and weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> but that's not nearly as weird as your monkey stories. So. Oh, my gosh. I have monkey a few notes stories. here because I know that, you know, Michelle, you and I talked about uh, sharing some of those animal stories today. And let me, you know, just for fun, let me read you the topics of those stories. Okay. Barney and the sunroof. Okay. Barney and the Christmas tree at Christmas time. Uh, finding the barn cats with raccoons and possums. Brittany the monkey with lipstick all over. Uh-huh. Uh, Kiki in the squirrel cage. Jinx latching onto my head. Those are seriously just, you know, like tiny snippets of things that like, go on here. Like there's always crazy, crazy animal stories in there. They're really fun. So these are obviously are not bonobos or chimpanzees. They are not, no. thank God. No. <laughs> I might yeah. not be uh, here to tell the stories no, if they, they were. They might have like mauled Trevor to death if they were. <laughs> luckily, luckily, they are um, capuchins, and they were trained to help um, paraplegics and people with disabilities um, with daily helping with daily tasks. Like what? Um, like 
simple things like picking up a pen or um, scratching an itch or grabbing something from the refrigerator. And a um, lot of those even go on as, uh, to complete advanced tasks is like literally cooking a microwave dinner and uh, they follow laser pointer commands and uh, they can cook popcorn, they can open Pepsi <laughs> bottles, they can eat lipstick. They can chug liquor. <laughs> yeah, they can, uh, they can steal Pepsi cans and run up on top of your neighbor's roof in a matter of seconds. Um, that's a pretty good task, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're just days away from Planet of the Apes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> just days away. Yeah. <laughs> So what, 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 uh, wow, this is fascinating. What would a, a, a disabled person need to have something eat lipstick? No, uh, they wouldn't. That, <laughs> that happens here. Yeah, we would only hope that that didn't happen to the uh, disabled person. <laughs> Seriously, though, what about the picking up pen thing? Why would, it, why would a, a disabled person, I, I presume that, so is it because they drop the pen and they can't reach down to get it? Yeah, exactly. I see. So if you see, there's actually, most of these cases are quadriplegics mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe some of the more extreme paraplegics. And uh, these monkeys are literally their hands uh, throughout the house, you know, and um, and usually they get paired up for life and uh, they're, they, they have a home until the monkey passes away. So it's a really cool program called Helping Hands out of, out of Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, the backstory is that my mom... Her name's Barb. Um, she really wanted to get involved with the program, and so she is basically kind of uh, army reserves for monkeys, if you will. Um, our two monkeys are either a little too aggressive, and the other one is a little too timid. Um, and aggressive just being socially, like they're just a little ADD and a little too crazy for um, you know for somebody who is uh, wheelchair bound. So, <laughs> so Barney ended up with us. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. So I don't think we've ever had a guest before that actually made notes and like actually came in this prepared. So thank you for that. that that's, really <laughs> Absolutely. that's really kind of impressive. And we were chatting here in the room, of course, before we got on the phone and, and, and I told him I'd like the theme of this kind of this week's, you know, episode to be about pets in tiny houses. And then of course, talk about the show and the experience. So did those two worlds collide? Like, did we have <laughs> monkeys, like, running TV, you know, recorders during, I mean, like, how did you keep those two worlds separate? That, that sounds like a story in itself. Which one? Did, did those two worlds, did the HGTV recording your episode and your, your, your animal life, did those um, sort of collide during that process? Yeah, in a good way, and uh, the producers of the show were really, really interested in the story as well, and I think that's probably why, you know, the whole show even happened in the first place, just, you know, our whole reason for living in this tiny house was to move out to this farm, help my parents, save money, and do more of the things that we wanted to do, like travel and, and all of our activities, but, you know, the, the animal rescue is just a huge staple of that, and to be able to do that is just amazing. You know, a lot of people ask us, you know, are, are you saving money? Do you have more time? And gosh, we've been so stressed out about all these things that we're doing that we almost ignore the fact that we are doing all these more things and we do have more time to help and we actually are doing them. So it's really cool. And luckily the um, producers and the camera crew and all the guys that came were like, they were super open about 
seeing the raccoons and seeing the possums and like when they went in to see the monkeys um the monkeys freaking out and then just like going with the flow um so they they actually loved it by the end of it so that so there, there's a lot of places we could go with questions let me ask you are you are you participating in the uh the uh rescue operation in lieu of paying rent on the land we are and yes. do, okay, and do you have electricity at your tiny house and plumbing or? Mm-hmm. Okay. We do. Yeah, we're hooked into their power grid and um, plumbing. So basically, in exchange, we help them out day to day with whatever they need. Okay, and you mentioned also a p- possums and some other vermin. <laughs> what, what, yeah. other, what other? Uh, I, you know, I'm not just glad they're saving money on rent, but their banana budget must be hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it would be. How many bananas we go through? It's like unbelievable. But, um, so back yeah, to the Mormon story. We have the the main rescue is all about wildlife. So it's mostly raccoons that come in, um, and then we have possums, squirrels. Um, she has three squirrels up in her big house right now um, that were rescues, um, and then there's like three raccoons out there too. And there's a raccoon and possum that live with the cats just because they can, and the cats don't care. But mind you, on top of all this, there are seven horses, a pony, a goat, three dogs, over eight cats, uh, two monkeys. And a partridge in a pear tree. And yeah. a partridge in, in a pear tree, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's quite the assortment hey. here, and, and everybody's uh, basically a rescue case, whether they're exotic or wildlife or domestic, you know, so it's, there's always cool stories. I'm so jealous. I'm, I'm such a... You should I mean, definitely come visit. I am so so jealous. I'm a huge animal, you know, fanatic. Um, most of the animals that you just listed, I have, I've raised at one point, you know, in my life. And right now it's a little too complex, but I'm, I'm so jealous. That would be utopia for me. That's awesome. So, so, um, is it Mary? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Should we write that down? I know. It's not Amy. <laughs> I just want to call her Amy for the rest of the interview. <laughs> so Amy, just kidding. <laughs> so I understand you also love horses. Is this correct? Yeah. Um, it was really a huge coincidence when I met Trevor. Um, I had taken riding lessons since I was little up until like my teenage years, and then I stopped and whatever. Um, and after I met Trevor, a family member was like, Hey, is Trevor's mom Barb? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, well we took riding lessons from her and went to her farm like years ago. And I'm like, Whoa, like this huge coincidence. So basically we just like had this crazy thing happen. And now I'm back with Barb and she's training me to ride again. And so that's what we're up to. How'd you and Trevor, Trevor meet Mary? Um, at a drunk Christmas party. <laughs> we can't mention drunk on Tiny House podcast. Um, okay. Is that the, the, the actual theme of the party, or just became that? Yeah, it just, it just became Guys. that. It was, uh, I work in the bicycle industry, and, um, a friend owns a bike shop, and he's a close friend of ours, and Mary's close friends with them, and we showed up, and we're like, man, I think we follow each other on Instagram, and, um, sure enough, we just, uh, Started hanging out and hit it off, and here we are. Very Yay. cool. So the the proposal on the episode was that I gotta ask was that uh, was that was it real? Was it scripted or was it real, Mary? Did 100% you? It was, it was definitely real. 
like we had been talking about like getting engaged and like marriage for a while so like I was anticipating things like months before that and like I, I just didn't know when I was going to happen but it was completely real in the background you can't hear it but the producers like behind trevor crying the cameraman are tearing up like i had no idea so it was it was real i was i was tearing up it was so sweet <laughs> it got my dad it got my uncle it got a bunch of like full-grown men and that was pretty cool <laughs> oh, that's so awesome yeah so, um, well, it's like we're into some dead space there. How many bikes? Do you, how many bikes do you own, Trevor? Oh, that's that's <laughs> a that's a sore spot. I knew it. Wow, ah, we found it. So, you know, this has been my life for the past. I mean, gosh, over fifteen years. You know, it's my work and my passion. And um, right now, we have around ten bicycles. And I mean, the sum of those bicycles can definitely buy a brand new car. So they're pretty important <laughs> to us. And that is what we're trying to figure out right now. We're sharing garage space with uh, with my parents on the farm, but we want to like, you know, rebuild or build out a container, like a shipping container, into like workspace at garage. So maybe it won't be a sore spot soon. So is it, <laughs> between is it the two ten? of us, we have like twelve bikes. Okay, between two of you, twelve bikes. Okay, right. And I understand you race competitively, Trevor. I do, yeah. Um, a few different disciplines, um, one being downhill, which is the guys who have loose screws in their head and they go down a mountain as fast as they can and usually end up getting hurt. That's me. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we lightly compete in like cycling and road riding. Um, I grew up racing BMX and riding like skate park contests and dirt jumping and all those crazy things. I've Blown out, blown out both my knees. I've had three knee surgeries, broken my legs, broken my wrists, broken collarbone, my jaw. I lost some vision in my right eye. Um, so staying in the gym and, and being fit and eating healthy is like ultra important to us just so that I don't literally fall apart. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you drive crazy on the bike you guys live in a tiny house and you live with a bunch on of an animals. animal farm what's the thing that people look at that's like the most kind of out there is it which one of those three things uh that's a tough question probably I, the rescue yeah probably the rescue yeah. just or living animals. with so many animals yeah they're like you live with monkeys and we're like yeah yeah, yeah we do like they're crazy um and fun <laughs> yeah Mary, you're in school. Um, I think you're you're in school right now. Um, what's your what's your um, vocational direction? <laughs> uh, I'm currently in school for veterinary technology, um, and then in the next couple of years, um, I'll be applying for vet school. Why are you doing that? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, does it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, don't, I don't even like animals. I don't know why. Um, uh, yeah. No, I just love animals, love working with them, love helping them, so. Cool. Most of the time, more than people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like animals <laughs> better than people. Well, and why is that? Uh, they don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not a joke. Nice. No, it's not a joke. So is Trevor the silent type then? <laughs> no, no. 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 He like so much, it drives him crazy sometimes. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's definitely the more outgoing person, though. Right on. So, okay, um, are children in the future? Uh, we don't know. We had to get married first. And how? Oh, okay. Way to do that in the right order. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're, we're trying to That's stick with this order. Like, it is. I don't know. It's almost old-fashioned. 
<laughs> our wedding schedule for 2017 and we, we figure we'll plan on her getting through school and yeah i have and, school to finish i have like adventures to go on kids are too time consuming right now so are people <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so so what's it like living what were you living in before the tiny house we had, mansion. Uh, yeah, right. We had a, an 1,190 square foot, uh, just typical American bungalow in a really normal neighborhood in Dayton. Um, we paid 68000 for it. We used the family room, the bedroom, the kitchen, and the garage. And we attempted to furnish a lot of it. And we were like, oh, yeah, you know, people will come stay here. And we need to decorate this room and this room. And, and they didn't. No one came. We had a few parties, and uh, we're just on the go so much that I just kept looking around being like, wow, this is just so much space that we don't even use, and it's not even that big of a house, and um, it just really made a lot of sense to go this direction. And so you found out about tiny houses because? I think it was Facebook, and Andrew Odom and I talk about, you know, he always says it's the Jay Schaefer period, and uh, I'm pretty sure that I saw some original tumbleweed houses and I was like, wow, what is that? You know, like that looks awesome. And that sort of sprung the whole movement on me of, you know, just being freer, living with less, you know, having more money to do the things you want to do. And I tried to ignore it. I tried to get it out of my head and it wasn't happening. It was just an awesome disease that infected my brain. And I'm so glad that, you know, we found it. And uh, five years later, here we are. Very cool. And why did you, what, what made you decide this on this style of tiny house that you built? You built a, I think it's a home design home. Mm -hmm. We did. Yeah. Uh, we looked at designs for a long time and we saw things that we liked, like bits and pieces of different houses. And finally we kept going back to the home because it had the most like open space. It seemed to like flow the best, um, just for our lifestyle. We wanted those like separate room, like the extra loft. We wanted our bathroom separate from the kitchen. Um, and it's really just what we wanted. Yeah. It just, we just kept going back to it. And even from the second I saw it, I just said, yes, that's the one. It's pretty beautiful. Why did you want to separate your kitchen from your bathroom for God's sakes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why would anybody want to? Oh. So on your list, list. I want to separate you <laughs> you get, It always gets to the bathroom. It just always does. Uh, so one, one of the things in your list was the sunroof story. Uh, the oh. sunroof story. Can you unpack oh that my one? god, this story is so funny. Gosh, man, so oh, um, they had these monkeys for a long time. The monkeys are almost like thirty. No, they're thirty years old at least. Wow. So they go back to when Trevor was like ten. Yeah, I think I was probably eighth or ninth grade, and uh, my mom used to bring the monkeys uh, to pick me up from school. She would do like animal talks at schools and go around and just do animal education all the place. So all over the place and everybody knew that we had monkeys and it was just normal for them to like, you know, me be picked up from school with a monkey in the car. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's not normal for anyone else. But, <laughs> um, so, uh, my mom had this older sob with a sunroof and it was like this really beautiful, stereotypical sunny afternoon. I think it was in like September. Um, the sun's shining. I'm, I'm so pumped to be picked up from school. I'm headed home. 
And um, if you're not familiar with what a Sherpa carrier is, it's, you know, those soft little like uh, mesh dog bags that, you know, they use for small dogs for transport. And that's what you, um, what Barney gets transported in. Um, and it basically just sits on your lap. And at all times, the monkeys have a little waistband with um, probably like a 12-inch leash on it. And that's just so that, you know, you say, hey, Barney, uh, leash. And he hands you his leash, and then you connect it to a longer one and go on. Wow. So that little leash sticks out of the Sherpa carrier at all times so that you can connect him safely before he comes out of the carrier. So the stage is set. So uh, <laughs> we're leaving school, and uh, we're driving through the center of town, um, you know, just busy intersection, and I'm talking to mom about my day, you know, the sun's shining, everything's cool. And I guess I should preface this by saying that in the early days, Barney and I did not get along. Barney was really protective of my mom, and he and I would have it out all the time. And by have it out, I mean, he would just like, he would really come at me. And I mean, he would scratch me. He would bite me with his removed teeth with his gums, like a 90 year old guy that's wow. psycho, you know? So, um, I, I just have to say that, you know, at the time, Barney and I had our moments, but he's in a carrier on my lap. So it's no big deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, driving through the intersection and I just happened to look down and I see his little finger poking out of where the zipper meets his leash and I mean this is like a scene from like Jurassic Park you know like where you're like oh my god you know what's happening and you can't even move so he just hooks his little finger through the zipper hole unzips it all the way around and before I can even do anything he has just shot up and straight out of the sunroof of the car so he's and, and all of this is happening in a matter of seconds. So he's sitting on the roof of the car, and the only thing I could do was just reach up and grab his leash. I pull him back down. He starts freaking out. He's, like, latching onto my face. I'm screaming. My mom's <laughs> screaming at me to calm down. Barney jumps out the window of the car. I'm still hanging on his leash. Like an Indiana Jones movie, he swings and slaps the side of the car, jumps back in, back onto my face. I'm terrified. I'm screaming. Mom's still mad at me. And she has to, like, quickly, like, pull the car over and grab Barney, put him back in. And we're like, oh, my God, what just happened? You know, and, like, that's a normal thing that would happen all the time. And I'm just wow. looking back on my childhood, and I'm like, I can't believe some of that was even real, you know? And, and uh, yeah, that's just the sunroof story. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So I bet, so you, you carry your iPhone and take videos, I bet, 24-7. Someday, one of these is going to go viral, right, if it hasn't already? Yeah. And, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, Barney's calmed down a lot, and uh, he and I totally get along now. Um, it was just the early days when he was younger and really protective of my mom and, um, he would throw alarm clocks, scissors, or dictionaries <laughs> at my head, you wow. know, no big deal, but yeah, things are much better now. Awesome. <laughs> well, hang on you two. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Thank you to this week's sponsor, William Control Products. <laughs> For nearly 100 years, uh, Willings has been warming hearts and toesy toes. They offer a wide range of safety tested, cost efficient <laughs> heating solutions that fit any tiny home, including my empty nest. Williams has a complete line of heating products, including both gas and electric furnaces with compact, safe saving, attractive and economical features. All of their products are made in America and built by American hands. 
Welcome and thank you to Williams at WilliamsComfortProd.com. Say that one more time because it's a really weird URL. <laughs> WilliamsComfortProd.com. P-R-O-D. It's uh, yeah, so it's abbreviation for products. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's not as fun as a monkey swinging out your room. That's okay. <laughs> back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> so we're almost back up with another good story. No, just kidding. Okay, so so um, Mary and Trevor, what's what's on your agenda these days um, in your life? What are you doing these days? School. School. Focus on school and bike. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, we have a couple rental properties, so we've been dealing with that. Just getting ready for those for the winter time. Things are winding down for the season as far as racing and you know events, things like that. Um, But I guess I'm preparing for kind of a big work change for the first time in like 14 years. Um, We're getting ready for that. We have a couple kind of cool brand ideas for um, the tiny house industry that are secret that I can't really talk about, but those are cool. What? Back up, back up, back up, back up. What? Wait a minute. Okay, so you can't tell us it's a secret. But you kind of told us. But can you like... Hint in a direction. Yeah. Can we like uh, be the first? Because you know this episode's not going to go live for like maybe a month or so. So can we time it? Can you tell us about it? And then we'll, uh, we'll, be, the, we'll be the first people to know. Uh, we're, we're still in the concepting stages, but there's, uh, we're doing some digital things that should hopefully help, um, people in the tiny house world. And then, uh, we're also trying to get my dad involved in, uh, maybe helping build tiny houses for people. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple things going on here that could end up really, really good. And, um, they just sort of coincide with what's happening in our lives. And, uh, we just we see the need for these things, and uh, especially in our area, and the digital things you know could be used worldwide. So, hopefully, I have more to share in the next couple months when the episode comes out. Right on. And is the and is this um, something that you hope to replace your uh, lucrative bicycle motocross <laughs> income? <laughs> I think eventually, yes. Um, for the time being, it'll be uh, a part-time deal, and. Uh, We'll see where that takes us, but yeah, I think the the end game would be it would be awesome to replace it with it. Awesome. Now I'm, I was only being facetious. I know that there are uh, quite a few um, sports like bicycle motocross that where people <laughs> are making a lot of money doing that stuff, right? Man, you'd be surprised. A lot of times, the uh, the passion industries are the ones where you get cooler perks than you do uh, paychecks. So it, it's kind of that way, but. Um, yeah, I think we do all right, and uh, the work that I do is super cool. It's really diverse, and I get to travel a lot and you know, work with Olympians and a really cool team, some of the best Red Bull athletes in the world. Um, so it's a really, really cool job, nice. and uh, that's what I love about it. And yeah, so maybe we'll, I'll just do both. Cool. So um, as I mentioned, I'm really passionate about animals, and what I think <laughs> was really unique about your, uh, your episode on Tiny House Big Living was – how much time you spend con- in consideration of space for your cats? And I know, you know, among all the subjects we've discussed, this is probably the, the most boring, actually, but definitely relatable to other people in the tiny house world. Yeah. I love cats. So um, let's, can you talk a little bit about your cats and your space and where do you put your litter boxes and what accommodations? That's a good question. What accommodations did you uh, did you make for cats or again animals in general in your tiny space? So we have four cats. 
and there's two of us. So we're like, okay, the cats outnumber us. We have to make this tiny house work for them um, because they're basically our kids right now. Um, So when we thought about the tiny house, we knew that we'd have the two lofts, and we wanted to connect those lofts. So they basically had a whole second floor to walk around. Um, And then we built this little cat bridge um, for them to get from one loft to another, um, which three out of the four will walk across of it, cross it, and another one, like, acts like she's going to die if she touches it. (laughs) She's, like, completely scared of it. Um, And the litter boxes, that was, like, we're still trying to figure that out a little bit. Um, We have this cubby system underneath our stairs that um, it works great. Right now we have, like, a ton of clothes and, like, shoes and stuff underneath there, but it's good for storage. Um, And so right now we're using one of those bottom cubbies for a litter box and, like, a scratching post down there. And then under our second set of stairs that goes up to, like, our guest loft, entertainment loft, we have another litter box in the corner there. For, for those listening, man, this triangular, tall-sided litter box has really been awesome. I mean, for anybody who's into cats or has cats or even if the weird small dogs that are litter trained, um, that, that litter box I found on Amazon, it's nothing special, but it's like way taller on the sides and one of our cats pees out the side of a normal one. Like so this has been out. awesome. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> and mind you, we should, uh, you? we should preface all the cat talk with the fact that our four cats, uh, don't get along. <laughs> they hated each other yeah. like a lot. Wow. And, um, so that's why we had to take such careful measures to make sure that, you know, they could all kind of have their own space and get away from each other. And the cool thing is that we found out they're actually getting along better now than they were in the normal size house, um, which is really cool and really surprising. That was probably our biggest worry going into, uh, into the tiny houses that the cats weren't going to get along. Yeah. And they spend a lot of time outside. Um, I mean, we have five acres out here, um, with that, huge indoor riding arena so i mean the cats will come back like dusty and like dirty and we're like where have you been and then we'll like find out they were like doing laps around the riding arena like rolling in the dust and like okay whatever so they love being outside like they sit outside like the other we have like with the wildlife we have a squirrel release cage out here so we feed the squirrels and like they gradually like release themselves while we still provide food well one day we're like oh, look, Kiki, the Siamese, is out by the squirrel cage. And Trevor's like, uh, no, she's inside the squirrel cage. So she had managed to climb through, like, this six-inch wide hole um, into the squirrel cage and is sitting inside there with, like, a bird just watching it. The bird's, like, having a heart attack. Um, So they definitely are happier here now because I think they're able to explore and, like, hang out with the horses and, like, the geese. Who knows? I don't wow, know. fascinating. So, so I'm a I'm a cat fan. I have um, three cats at home with my with my partner Bridget, and we have two uh, litter boxes in a relatively large regular home. How? So I'm in charge of changing the litter boxes, and I do that every <laughs> three days. If I skip a if I if I get if it gets to four days, the smell is pretty bad. How how often do you guys empty your litter boxes? Every day. Okay. It's- Trevor is like Trevor's the one that usually scoops him, but it's every day. And what type of litter do you use? Um, I think it is Fresh Step, yep. and they're like carbon one. 
This is officially our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) So we will, for all those listeners that are into cat we will include a link to the Amazon best uh, uh, best uh, yeah. chat box. Actually, that they yeah, were talking about. yeah. If you if you guys could send us um, uh, a link to that that chat we'll box, put it in the show guys. notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And um, also send me a link to your uh, animal shelter oh. URL too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you made a list of uh, of again. You were you were so uh, great at uh, making a list of all your little stories. Which one do you want to tell us next? Oh man, um, gosh! I'd, ha- I'd hate to have a list. <laughs> Barney in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, do that. Uh, Mary just pointed to Barney in the grocery store with Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my my grandma, my mom's mom, used to live with us, um, and and she actually passed away with us here. I don't know, probably twenty, maybe fifteen years ago. And uh, before then, she she was you know. <laughs> she was a special character and she would go to the grocery store with my mom and um, she started to get a little bit delusional you know in the end and um, so she loved Barney though and Barney loved her mm. and she'd be in the wheelchair and my mom would be pushing her with the shopping cart and Barney would be in that Sherpa carrier but because they're um, you know helper assistance monkeys they're actually allowed to go in the grocery store and all the same stores that like to help the what are those dogs? Service dogs. Service dogs, thank you. Gosh. So they're in the produce section, and um, my grandma is basically oblivious to the whole world. She's probably like 92 at that time and 91 or something. And my mom is off getting something somewhere else in the produce section. And Barney, again, is in this Sharper carrier that he flew out the sunroof in. And um, they are, I think she rolled past the grapes, and that was a giant mistake because the grapes are Barney's favorite. Aww. Yeah, and uh, so Barney, again, unzipped out of there, <laughs> and Grandma didn't see any problem with him just leaping off of her, you know, her lap onto the grapes and stuffing as many grapes as he possibly could into his mouth in the grocery store <laughs> in the middle of the day. And um, my grandma is just smiling, looking at him eating these grapes. And my mom turns around, and she's like, oh, my God, Barney. And no, just... no. She's like, this is what she sees Barney. And she's like, oh, who let a cat in the grocery store? <laughs> she thought it was a cat first glance. Turned around and then thought about it, did a double take, and realized it was her monkey. And, uh, and what's hilarious is anytime Barney just absolutely stuffs his mouth full of it, grapes, when you scare them, they shoot out like a machine gun. So just pew, 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 going out everywhere. And uh, so oh. they luckily caught him within a few minutes, but he was leaping around the produce. And fortunately, the employees thought it was a little bit funny and um, she didn't have to pay for thousands of dollars of goods like we would expect him to. Wow. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Clean up on five. <laughs> Monkey business. Yeah. He broke like a, a teller machine at a bank once because they didn't give him a sucker. Um, wow. He's like, they, when they're really good or if they're about to go somewhere um, and like try to be on their best behavior, suckers, like the little dum-dum pops yeah. are their thing. So every time she would take them to the bank and the tellers like started to know them and would give them suckers every time. Well, 
this happened like twice. Well, one time this pregnant teller sent out the receipt and there was no sucker in it. So Barney proceeded to shake that tray as hard as he could until it broke. It just gets all four of his hands and feet on there and just shakes, shakes the... it as hard yeah. as you can. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then the same thing happened and he threw a whole Mountain Dew bottle at the teller window. Wow. Oh my God. Like an exploded on the window. On <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's like never-ending ending stories like that. That, that Sherpa sack must be more of a suggestion than it is an actual <laughs> yeah, yeah, the It's like, like we like you to stay now. inside and yeah. let you get really pissed. Yeah. And Every time we walk through a pet store, I get like, you know, like PTSD flashbacks when I see a Sherpa <laughs> carrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, yeah. It's been crazy growing up. And even like Christmas time is always interesting. Uh, the monkeys want to open up presents, and there'll be situations like I can remember being pretty young, and um, I don't have any brothers or sisters, just a lot of furry brothers and sisters, and um, Barney loves to open up presents, so mom would bring him in, and, and he'd be pretty good for five to ten minutes, and mom and dad and I would just take turns, and I would you know open something and get pumped or excited, and Barney would get mad at me, come attack me, I'd be yelling at Barney, my mom would yell at me to not yell at Barney, then my dad would yell at my mom to not yell at me, and it's like, this is like crazy situation at Christmas time, it's always pretty funny. That's crazy. So, so do you guys, living in your tiny house, do you let the monkeys into your house? They come back sometimes. Um, Brittany, the female, came back the other day and just hung out and like walked around the bridge and saw the cats. Come back from where? Um, there, we, so the property that we're on is a big rectangle, um, and the main house where Trevor's parents, Barb and Gary live, um, is up front, and then in between us is a big riding barn, and then we're at the back of the property where the tiny house is. I see. Huh. Interesting. So you let, you let the monkeys in. Do the, do the possums and the other critters come back? (laughs) Yes, Uh, we've had, yeah, we've had raccoons inside, um, we usually have like a raccoon that like when I get up in the morning, there's usually a raccoon sitting on our doorstep. Um, and I'm just like, okay, hi. But that's a wild one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, you walk into the barn, like we walked into the barn, um, last week to check on the horses or check on something in there. And I see a raccoon. I see a possum and I see the two cats all sitting basically like in a circle eating together. <laughs> God, like, you guys could have the okay. best nativity Christmas ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the most dysfunctional family ever. Oh. <laughs> and they're perfectly okay with it. Yeah. Uh, Are the horses rescue too? Hello? No. Are you there? Yeah. Yep, sorry. Okay. Are the horses rescue too? Um, there is one rescue who was a retired racehorse. Her name is Dawn. Um, and then I'm trying to think. There's one horse um, who, or there's two horses that are boarded here um, by friends. And then the rest, um, Barb, Trevor's mom, used to run um basically a horse training center and that's why she has this huge barn um so they were used as lesson horses before for kids i see what kind of what kind of name for racehorse is dawn i mean it's usually like 
Oh, it's it, it that's was, her short it was name. Gray, is it Gray Morning, I think, yeah. is her actual race name. Um, Gray, Morning. Gray Morning. So she she's just called Dawn now. I, yeah. That's <laughs> better. That was just so bad. Yeah, it is. Gray Morning. Yeah. She's in last again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's M O U R. Morning. I had a resource, and her name was Allie McBoyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> McBoyle. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. wow, that's a big yeah, boil you yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boil is so big, you named it Allie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it has Irish roots. <laughs> we have one horse who's a saddlebred, and he's pretty, like, ridiculous. Like, you make a sound, and he, like, throws his head up and, like, trots off because, like, you disturbed him, and he'll, like, snort out of his nose. Um, and his name's Bloomsbury, but... Because of all his, like, antics, we call him Doomsbury. Aww. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have seen, like, scare cam on Vine or Facebook or anything, where somebody will, you know, scare somebody pretty bad, and then at the end it's scare cam. So we have, like, scare cam of Bloomsbury all the time. We're, like, leaving the driveway, and we'll be like, honk, honk. <laughs> he's trotting off somewhere. <laughs> he's not like a faint goat and just falls down. That's exactly. I wish. That'd be yeah. hilarious. But <laughs> it's only him. Like, he'll be out with other horses, and no one else moves, and he'll just, like, throw his head up and, like, start trotting off. Like, <laughs> thanks, guys. So of all the, the menagerie of critters on the – now I'm calling them critters, Perry, thanks. <laughs> Over all the, what, what, what two most uh, different animals are kind of pals sometimes? You mean in general here or yeah, together? Yeah, like a monkey and a horse or a, a cat and a possum or – Hmm. <laughs> just the two most different in general. Gosh, the monkeys always kind of have to tip yeah, the scale monkeys. on that. And then, uh, gosh. Hmm. What's a wildlife that we've had? We've had, she's had peacocks here. They all died because they're dumb. Yeah, uh, the, pe- the peacocks are probably <laughs> one of the most unintelligent animals we've ever had. Yeah, they really? just walked into the road. We had three of them, and they'd roost on the, on the top of the house, the, my parents' house, and... You'd be out, you know, working in the barn or, you know, and any end of the property. And when they call each other, they sound like, like twelve-year-old children. children being abducted or killed, and <laughs> it's just so terrifying every time. And your heart race to you, oh my gosh, it's the peacocks! Like gosh, <laughs> and uh, all three of them got hit by cars. Oh, yeah, pretty wow. weird. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't learn from each other, which was a bummer. But wow. yeah, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, the, rac- the raccoons probably captivate everybody's mm-hmm. hearts. You know, you, even though they're a nuisance animal, um, just they're little like hyper kittens. Yeah, and we so have these smart. little herds of baby raccoons. There'll be like twelve to thirteen of them, and we get them out for exercise, and they're just bounding through the grass after you. And they look like some like little elementary school poster, just like chasing you around. It's wow. just it's Aww. it's awesome. Yeah. Do they let you touch them? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they cuddle with you. They they love it. They love being around people. They think you're its mom. We obviously have to fo- follow all the wildlife guidelines for rehabbers, but um, you know when they're in the early stages of a lot of them being bottle fed, you know we get to spend a lot of you know close time with them. But as they grow up and they're ready for release, um, then we you know we follow those strict guidelines right before release and just the state guidelines. What what are the guidelines? Just, I mean, um, you know, <laughs> those are pretty controversial, but in, to us, but you know, we're not allowed to name them. We're not allowed to, you know, the public can't go near them and touch them. Um, we're not allowed to cuddle them. Um, 
you know, and, and it's true that they are wildlife and they don't make great pets. So, you know, we do have to say that, but there's a lot of wildlife regulations out our way, at least, um, that just really prevent people from helping animals in general. And, uh, it's tough to stomach, but we get through it and we do what we can and we help all the animals that we can. And, um, yeah, that's, it's tough. Yeah. We, we like... live in Portland, and we have a lot of the same regulations around hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. but we do. Oh, you're we so can. poor. Yeah. I want to help you, but yeah. I don't want you to spread. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just a lot, and you send them on their way. Down the road. <laughs> that was a good so, guys, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your uh, your great stories, and it sounds like a great lifestyle you guys are living out there in your tiny house. Thank awesome. you. Thanks for having us. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and don't forget to send us the picture and the link to your cat yeah. box and the awesome. link to your uh, rescue resource center. Okay. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's Wildlife or it's uh, Wild Again Rescue, and then you can also follow our journeys inside the house um, on all social media platforms at, at Heart of It All House um, on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, heartofitallhouse.com. So the the have 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 the one on the on the website. You haven't, you haven't updated it. You haven't updated it very recently. No, we we are um, slackers on okay. that thing. Um, we we started it and we're like, yeah, we'll keep up with it. And then I mean, building the house, we didn't have time. We were too tired, um, and neither of us. Um, are to we're new to WordPress. The, the short story um, so is that I manage about twelve social yeah. media platforms for work, and uh, so we just really stick to Facebook and Instagram, and uh, the website's going to shift into that new idea. So yeah, yeah, yeah. stay tuned for more on that. All right, hey. thanks, guys. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon.